Yo, entrepreneurs! thanks for tuning into the podcast. This is the place to help you start and build a disruptive brand and impact the universe. You're locked into the grind where we give you the inside track, the what goes on behind the scenes while we start our new business. Hopefully you'll learn what it takes to launch a successful brand as we share our learnings with you. I'm Matt Thorne, aka Sketchy Media. I'm Phil Kemish, aka Phil Kemish. And I'm Nish Solanke, just Nish Solanke. Let's get right into it. Yo, people, welcome to the grind. This is the end of the 66 days, but not the end of the grind because we're going to keep on going. But on this week's episode, we are going to have a chat about what the last 66 days has been like, where we've got to, how we've all felt. This is the end. Well, th- this, is, this the- is the 66th day. This is the start of the next 66 days or the start of the next evolution of where we're at. The 66 day thing was kind of just a... The challenge. It was a challenge. It was a, challenge. It was a concept. It was just a, it was a marker. In the, a, line, a line in the sand, as I've said many times before. But I feel like now we're at the end of it. None of it ever, none of it even really mattered. <laughs> I don't know. None it... of it even mattered. Uh, no, it did. it did. It did matter. And we've put in a lot of hard work. But I think fundamentally it's been interesting uh, to see where we've got to, like what we thought we were going to get out of the 66 days has obviously evolved and moved. Yeah. I think for the better, from my point of view, like I'm a lot happier now at the end of the 66 days as I was at day 40 something. So if you listen to all the episodes of the first series of The Grind, because this will be the first series of The Grind, well done. Thank you for, for being on this journey with us. And what's been incredible for me, one of the things has been like being out and doing our coffee mornings and, and, and people messaging me and being like, I love the 66 days, I've started it. Like seeing other people take on the concept, which was not, it was not done for that, it was done for us, but like seeing other people get involved in the concept's been really good for me. I find it really weird that people come up to me and talk to me about Reeboks. I'm like, how do you know about Reeboks? And they're like, oh, I've been watching yeah, your podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot we do that. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's been one of the most interesting things is that actually we did it for ourselves to give ourselves like, you know, a marker in the sand, but actually it's inspired other people to, to kickstart their own ideas. And that yeah. for me is one of the biggest benefits that I've got out of it because it gives me the energy. Like people speak to me about what they're doing and I'm like, they can they can see our journey. So I remember we had, we met a guy called Wayne who's starting an app. He had took us for lunch and was like, I love the 66 days thing. I've been listening to, it, I've been learning. I've started my own, and I was like, that was one of my favourite moments. And I actually got a little message today from somebody. Actually, when I read it out, when I read it out, um, what's hanging out of your phone? Uh, yeah, and it was, <laughs> it's a dongle. Yeah, Matt, it's my it's my little dongle. <laughs> Uh, so I got this message today saying, hi guys, listen to all your podcasts. I'm building my brand as per your advice. I love what you're doing. I'm also looking at the bigger picture of what I'm doing and it's made me really think about it. That's why, the, that why is a struggle, but when you find it, it makes everything make sense. Oh, That's dude. from Rock and Bear. So I want to say thank you to Rock well and Bear Well done, Rock and Bear. Thank you very much for but, your support. But that's what we this is about. So I, the reason I'm doing this we is because do. it talks about the bigger picture and what I'm doing. I think that was, that was the breakthrough that we've had within the 66 well, it was the break moment, right? Because I, I find it really weird when I think back to the podcast, we were talking about how important the bigger picture was, but I didn't realise that we were talking about a bigger picture, but we weren't actually actioning towards a bigger picture. The product that we were making, and, and this was part of the failure, I think, of the 66-day challenge from my point of view is what I felt the 66-day challenge did to some extent was... Um, restrict our thinking because we were so focused on the 66 days and trying to get something out the door that actually within that within the pressures of that 
time constraint, we took our eye off the ball a little bit of the bigger picture. Now, not to say we didn't have the bigger vision and the why, like that was obviously, that's been there through the podcast. But what I felt like at that breaking moment I had a few weeks ago was shit, we are, we're not actually delivering towards the bigger picture because we're too busy trying to do the proof of concept and the MVP. And, you know, we talked about the MVP and how important it is and it was, but we definitely limited our thinking. And that's why we ended up on this e-commerce site thing that we were building. And, and actually, when I say that this, uh, maybe we did, didn't achieve what we set out to do with the 66 days, that's because we chose not to. Like what we, what we set out to do was to build a site and acquire our first customer the site is basically built. It's just we've kind of abandoned it because we realized in the last two weeks that getting the site out the door and trying to acquire a, a buyer for some tech on our site wasn't the thing that was really important when we looked at the overall longer term vision of what we were trying to achieve with the business. So for the benefit of the audience, what they haven't got to yet, and I think what we need to touch upon is what what was happening before we decided to go to High Wickham by Marlow? Because I think we talked about it in the last episode. We're just going to go away for a couple of days and lock ourselves away because something isn't sitting right. We're not feeling it. And I think that was where we had that breakthrough, right? That was Big where up. there was that Big moment. Marlow. Yeah. And, and, and I think that kind of... Because there was something that you were echoing on the podcast and I think even you feel in some of the other stuff that we were filming, which was, yeah, we're, we're going down this journey, but something isn't quite sitting right what is it and there was definitely a lull there was a dip i would say for about a week which is when was what kind of uh, triggered the need to let's just fucking get away and actually we were going to go away and think about building a brand book what ended up happening oh, in those three when days you, when was, you, you lot were like what we're we doing about this packaging i was like so fuck no <laughs> this isn't the packaging thing so let's this just what it quickly is. go over what happened then because i think that's a pretty pivotal time yeah, yeah. so uh was it it was the first evening that we went away right where no, it was uh, when we got there it was that we got out of the car yeah. we had some lunch had a lasagna and i brought out the fucking boxes guys we were like okay what are we doing about what are we doing about these boxes and we were like so uh hung up on this on the concept of the boxes obviously with it being rebox it is a a component of what we're delivering through the brand but because we hadn't really figured out the mechanics of the big idea and how we were really solving this problem about secondhand tech and consumerism of secondhand tech or refurbished tech because we hadn't sold the bigger picture. We got hung up on the boxes being the thing that was the be all and end all of the brand and the experience. And actually it was, it was wrong. And that was the moment where we were like, okay, this has, this isn't, this isn't the thing that we need to be focused on here. We're focusing on the wrong things and we're focusing on the wrong things because we're trying to sell a couple of phones in the next few weeks and we're figuring out how to deliver to them. But actually we're short sighting ourselves. See, I think we got hung up on that. Just wanting to shift handsets. Yeah, we did. We got hung up on that and then trying to figure out how do we build a brand around just shifting handsets. And then that's where the packaging, yeah. we need to own this experience. So, so, the concept of Rebox is yeah. not just about buying a second hand, uh, buying a refurbished handset in a, in a new box. is yeah. bigger than Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So that's one of my key learnings. I think the thing that if anyone's listening can take away from this, I think what we set out to do, the initial idea to acquire a customer what we should have done is gone just idea to a brand. Like from idea to just getting a concept signed off in a business is hard enough in 66 days without the, ne- the next part. Do you know what I mean? As in like, well, I think we did. We set out, we had the business, but the business wasn't right. Yeah. But I'm saying just that f- if we could go back and say the first 66 days, if I was going to teach somebody now what the first 66 days should be about, it should be about interrogating your business model, getting it right before you go into all the acquiring of customers and stuff because that's spending money. So if, if you get that first bit wrong, like I said, we could have easily, we made a very pivotal decision not to, to do it. We could have very easily be here right now launching the business yeah. and the wrong business. So what I'm saying is the learning that I've taken is actually maybe the very first, however long, it doesn't have to be 66 days, but getting the business model right and the, and the idea. Well, right fundamentally, we just, we, we, we were short sighted a bit. We didn't have the right business. Yeah. Yeah. Like we weren't, yeah, we right. weren't trying to build a build. And I think this came for us. What the, the telling point for me was when we were looking at the problems and solution slides in our deck yeah. and trying to articulate what the problem was, was it was so broad, which was like, oh, buying refurbished devices isn't the mainstream. And it was like, when we were, <clears throat> when we were trying to solutionize that, it was like, how are we doing it? And make it, w- it cool make it cool with marketing wasn't the answer. And although we knew that we knew the components of what would work, we hadn't designed the system which uh, implements the change within people to make this cool. Yeah. So it was less about the brand and and the the product and more about the system. And when we were looking at the e-commerce and the e-waste and what the actual problem was, yeah. the value gap in e-waste, you know how much money's being lost in tech sitting in drawers and we had those uh, focus groups that was actually what really brought the problems home to the point so maybe the learning out of all of this was do your fucking focus group quicker yeah. i was just about to say yeah. that i think actually we were going at such a pace actually what happened was the moment we took a step back yeah. was when we started to identify 100%. yeah that was the, the opportunity yeah and i think that's the, the second biggest learning or one of the biggest learnings is how do you maintain that consumer if your customer is so important and we made decisions based on that feedback session how do we maintain that as being a central part of our business strategy going forward because we've been in this mistake we've talked about this on the podcast that people don't do that we we, we were kind of making a business for us just going the boxes are important because and all this stuff we've actually not taken a step back and going where are the big bits that we've not we're not i suppose the six six days in in some part was just about us you know Given our, given us, um, like, maybe we weren't just, fo- maybe we just didn't have the answers, and the reason why we did the sixty-six days was because we just wanted to get something done, and give ourselves the impetus to really figure something out. I generally believe now, when I look back, 
when we started this, we had an idea of something we wanted to do. And although there was a business model in that, it wasn't the idea we wanted to do, but we just needed a reason to get to market and give ourselves some time to, to we try that. something. We, we, forced for, we, forced we forced ourselves well out of our comfort zone. For me, and I've seen all, I've been, you know, seen you guys almost every day for 66 days. It's like, I can feel how much closer we are and how much, how, how much more clarity we are and the decisions we're making are faster. And that for me is much, important, much more important than actually the timing because we spent nine months not making quick enough decisions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we, we've iterated and built and understood and learned much faster than we've ever done and much faster, if I'm completely honest, than I've ever done in my entire life over the last 66 days. And for me, that's what it was about. Like that's, what, that's what I wanted out of it. And also, I feel like now that we have made that decision and we have a better understanding of what this business is and it feels fucking big, mm. It feels like there's so much more energy about it. Whereas yeah, actually it felt like when we were talking about it just being a marketplace to buy and sell, let's try and shift 100 phones and acquire a customer, it felt a bit small, yeah. if I'm being really honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually when we were talking about... Someone said to us, Nish, um, they looked at the numbers that we were putting into our deck and they were like, the opportunity seems small. Yeah. And obviously we're in that point where we're trying to be conservative about numbers, a little bit scared. And then we had that moment ourselves where we were like, oh, we don't want to do it. We don't want to, we had that fear came back in. And even though we talked about get through the fear stage, that fear, that the subconscious thing came back into my head and said, well, that's too big, rein it in. And we kind of went, oh, well, let's just do the site thing, the easy thing. And actually coming up with the idea that we've come up with now and actually solutionizing that. And there's still quite a, a bit of work to be done from a modeling perspective. It's really, really difficult. It's not an easy thing to go. And although we've got the mechanic and what we think the big idea is, there's still a lot of work to go uh, in place, like hard work that's uncomfortable. So for people listening, because obviously we kind of we kind of sometimes speak cryptically. Like let's just delve a little bit into the kind of big idea from where, as for people sure. know, Rebox was going to be you know as a you know, fundamentally a marketplace for people to buy, sell, and and you know get trade their, their tech but then what what have we come away from and, and maybe matt i'll ask you questions because you you can articulate it like where have we got to from that initial idea of you know hooking up everybody in one great place to get i think we've gone from being a marketplace so a website which you can buy and obviously the vision was an e- to sell an tech, e-commerce business an e-commerce business where you could buy and sell tech through and it was just one site that could sit amongst many other sites as an option, although some of those other sites would be potentially selling stock through us. What we've done now is we've come away from that as a product output point of view, and we've gone, how do we redesign the system for people to buy and sell their tech? Make it easier, make how it more trusted, make it easier? Make it How do we make it quicker? Yeah. You know, how do, we, how do we just create one place? So if now you only have a take cabs through uber how do we create the place where you now only ever buy tech secondhand tech or and, if you get and, if you want to get rid of tech you know you can just rebox it exactly it's a simple thing to do and how do you always guarantee the best product how do you always guarantee authentic products how do you guarantee not getting scammed how do we fix all those things that are happening which is what is fundamentally making refurbished or pre-owned tech not a not mainstream a sexy choice. mainstream yeah. choice yeah. So what we did was we came away from the website and having a brand and actually came up with coming from the bottom up and going, how do we rebuild this system, and which the then the brand sits on top of. And I, th- and I think we've done that. We, we've got it. It will be an app. It is a platform, online app, whatever you want to call it. It is now a platform that truly end to end will revolutionize the way people buy and sell technology. And that's 
people, that's vendors, that's resellers, recyclers. We've figured out a system that we think will bring it together. And that for me was when we, when we thought about an attitude change towards secondhand and refurbished, we knew we could make that through marketing. That was our skill set, and yeah. that was what we knew we have done for, in the past for brands. But it wasn't enough to make the brand valuable, make the brand defensible against anyone else. But what, if you want to change behavior, behavior, you have to come up with systematic changes. Absolutely. Uber changed the way I got a cab because it made it easier for me. It made it trusted. I can get it with somebody. I can look at the stars. Like that was a system change that disrupted the whole of an industry. Airbnb have done it like this. And when we, when well, I think I, on your point, yeah, yeah. what what the issue we had was before we went away was we went. What is the value gap? Yeah. What is the value gap in this market yeah. that we can? take and share with people. If you look at what Uber did with the value gap of taxis, taxis were expensive, they were metered, they made it quicker, more accessible and cheaper for you to get around place to place. They looked at the market and they saw the value gap. And what we had to do is go back to the drawing board and say, well, okay, if I'm selling tech, what are my choices? Yeah. What, what, what does it take for me to sell a bit of tech? How much money do I get? And then we started seeing the depreciation value if it didn't sell, if you're getting, if you're going through eBay and Gumtree and you're not the low, shifting it the low quickly. prices from a... If you're trying to sell it instantly through high streets or Kex or you're trying to go to an Envirophone or a Mizuma, they're giving you low prices. How do we level the playing field and recoup money to the people that are trying to sell tech so they get more value for their device because... People are undervaluing the devices. That one stat really hit home, which is during the, the ecosystem of re-commerce, as this, this industry is called, the product will lose up to 50% of its, its value, value, going from recycler exactly. to refurbisher to distributor to shop to person. And that seemed like a problem that was achievable to look at a solution for with the technology we have in, in today's world. So that's one side. And then the second side, which we had, which was the buyer side, which is how do I absolutely guarantee that I'm going to get a top quality product? So they're the two things that we've addressed. We've, we're, we're building a system to guarantee quality and verified devices, which is essentially a tech check. And that's going to be proprietary yeah. software that we build into our platform and our app and a system that supports that. And then essentially a kind of an open stock market instant bid type thing, which allows people to either get the the price they want for the device or sell it instantly to the people if they need the cash. And I think the other component to that is, which leads off of the point that Phil was making, which is the convenience of it. Yeah. Hassle-free and ease. All in one place. You can do it in a matter of an hour. Speed is still important. Like at the end of the day, I love that Uber fact that when they first started, they put everything, they never went over five minutes because they knew that if people saw six to seven minutes, they'd cancel and go over another platform. Like at the end of the day, like we've got to a point now where we just want everything now. It's an on-demand. Yeah generation and we have to cater for them and then the e-commerce industry is not built for that it's built has been built over the last 30 yeah. years and not built with speed so look we're going to work with those guys they're going to be our, our our partners but we also need to create a system that they can integrate into Do you know, okay. i was just about to say just going back to the 66 day thing um, i know we our intention was to you know build and launch a site which we've built basically 90 percent of the site well we haven't and, and i've kind of missed uh, I kind of forgot about this, but I've basically designed the app, yeah. like the solution of the app. So although we switched the focus, the output that we've got yeah, from yeah. this 66 days is now almost a prototype yeah. that brings the vision to life about yeah. how this new thing yeah. was working. And also, guys, we got, like, funny, we went to a meeting with a couple of e-commerce experts and they were like, how long have you guys been doing this? And we were like, like 66 days. And they were like, 
wow. It sounds <laughs> like you've been in the e-commerce business for years. And I think that's the other thing you can't take for granted is the amount of time it takes to try and learn yeah. a new industry. Like that's what we've been doing. We've been, you know, we've managed to get a, a really high up level person to come into the business and work with us. To, you know, um, that's been an amazing achievement. I'm just looking at my favorite moments because I know we've got to wrap up in the next 10. So I'm just going to go through my favorite moments. I think my favorite moment is probably getting, uh, getting Pete Pete Padronas involved with the business. Just because from like our point of view, having someone from a e-commerce background who's able to support us and help us understand and model a business, who's also an entrepreneur who's built and sold a e-commerce business, was gave me the confidence within our idea. It gave me that it was a tipping point that I went from, maybe this could work to, if he believes in it, I believe in it more. The Pete you know thing I mean? was interesting for me because when we first got him involved, he we got him involved obviously as Idea V1, which was the the marketplace yeah. e-com site, which obviously was a bit bread and butter for him. Like he'd been there and done that. But then when he came down for his first day session with us and we'd just come back from High Wickham with a half prototyped app and a grander vision, he went, okay, boys, really get it, let's go. And that, that for me was a validation point from the value gap perspective because he's been in the industry and he's seen the, the arbitrage of value in there. So it was like, I really felt like we got it from that moment. I think we're being a bit kind on ourselves on that, especially yeah. you, Phil, in that, Phil, uh, your ability to get Pete in is a fucking game-changing moment in the 66 days. Absolutely. Big, big moment. Fucking game-changing. Yeah. And, uh, but but that, that forces you to do it. What I'm saying is those emails and the hustle, that what I'm saying, the, the actual challenge of yeah, going, yeah, we can we it. get a team? Because without, without a team, like step back, we all, we're all good at what we do, but this business will rely on having better people than us and experts yeah, in, in every, every area. area. And just getting one over the line, I'm not saying we've, you know, we're starting to look at other people, but you know, that, was, that, was, that, is, that is the moment. That's been my favorite, that was my favorite moment. What about your favorite moment, Nish? Is there a, another one? Um, oh, I think falling asleep in High Wickham on the seat, is that? No, uh, I, th <laughs> I think the, um, I think High Wickham is one of those for yeah. sure because we went in there thinking we were gonna do something, but then within an hour or two, yeah. when we had this idea, I just remember thinking to myself, fuck. And actually there was a time, there was a moment when, when we went outside and we were looking up at the stars. Oh yeah. And we were talking about the idea. It was, it was just, it was just a really fucking weird. But I think that for me is like the crescendo moment, knowing yeah. what we'd all gone through those two weeks yeah, yeah. before, feeling like something wasn't feeling or sitting right, yeah. to then having a bigger vision where you're literally looking up at the fucking skies in the middle of the fucking night, talking about an idea that's mm. that fucking big. And dare I say it, scary. Yeah. It goes back to when I was telling you guys that I was really conflicted with the thing and I, I couldn't really understand it and then I took a step back and I read through all the notes that I wrote and I'm like, what's my personal mission? Redesign the universe. Big, big statement. And when we're looking up at their stars and then we went back in there and I was like, redesign the universe. How are we doing it? What's, what are we redesigning here? And it was just like, it just became really clear that we needed to redesign the system, not design a brand. And I was like, okay, how do we do this? And then, that one stat that I found about the, uh, I, I don't even know if, did you find it? I, I don't know who found the stat, but as soon as the, that stat came to life, the spark went off in my head and I was like, that all that frustration and like annoyance that I'd felt over the last couple of weeks beforehand just lifted. And I was like, that was the moment where I went, ah, oh, everything's okay. But, but it shows me, um, I think from, from your ability, like from one of your real strength is that, you, you know, we were, really stuck in boxes and e-commerce and suppliers 
and Matt's gut feeling was it wasn't right. So the, the ability that you've learned, you know, and, and that's for me just like having worked with you for 10 years to go, we've got a ghost bigger. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. not everyone would call that. The safer thing was to do what we were doing. Honestly, the safer thing was to get this website. And believe me, easy for me to design the boxes. <laughs> I yeah, was like, just like, so, no. So I really think for me, that was a pivotal moment for you to be able to go, this isn't right. I'm going to fucking say it. And my gut's telling me we have to push through and figure it out. So I and think at that time, it was that quite was, difficult that was because a big, big you moment. guys had pressure on yourselves. Like you're doing all this work with suppliers, getting manufacturers of boxes lined up. And that was quite hard for me to call because I know you guys, like for me to say to you guys who are in the trenches, like trying to put orders in for boxes to step back and let's not do this and run into it was, you know, it was, it's a hard thing to do as a team, right? But that's what you need. I think, like you said, if you put the army analogy, if like we're, someone's in the trenches, they can't see the wall. They can't see the formation. They can't see the fight. They're in the trenches. Like I think one thing I've learned in this 66 days, that weekend that we went away and had that clarity, you can only do that if you step back. Yeah, it's true. So that's a really important thing. Like if anyone's listening and you're like feeling stuck and you're trying to get a brand or a business, Maybe one of the best things to do is go away and do your own yeah. thing, take a step back, yeah. retreat, go and live in, a, live in a cabin like we did for a few days. It was, it was my, one of my biggest learnings. I want to go into biggest learnings. I think that's important. But also just on that, uh, the value that we got from the money spent just to fucking go out there oh, yeah. is so worth it, right? So worth it. Like it's actually worth spending the money just to fucking yeah. go in the yeah. middle the of two, nowhere. The two things we spent a bit of money on were the consumer focus group, and the coffee mornings and going and going away yeah. changed have changed fundamentally Absolutely. our outlook and our business approach so if anyone's starting a business out there do those two things yeah. early as you can and yeah. I I'm, you know we beat ourselves up that 66 days is late we've done all this in like two months yeah, so yeah. it's pretty incredible like but still and I think it's important because I didn't even want to go away like the way I was feeling about everything like thinking about going away and like working on this for you know, on that weekend where we were like, it was really hard. I was tired. We'd work nonstop. We're going away to work on a weekend and when I'm not happy with the idea and things aren't sitting right. That was a really difficult thing to do. And, you know, I, I got through it, but, and I'm glad I did because everything worked out in, in the end on it, right? Uh, and, and also I feel like since then, and it, this is a bit of what's popping right now, but I feel like this week specifically with the, the launch of the iPhone 11 and what the way that Apple are now publicly for the first time talking about, you know, their commitment to the environment, the planetary effects, really focusing in on the recycling and the trading schemes that they're doing. I feel like right now, today is the, is the perfect timing for us. And from those conversations that we're having with the industry and even the people that you guys have been meeting it's like, it is right now. So going back to that slide in our deck, which is why now, I feel like this is bang on the money and I've, I've yeah. never been more comfortable with this, with this yeah. idea than ever before. No, that's good. So, so we're gonna go, let's, let's say this is season, season one ending of The Grind. What are you guys expecting from season two, from the, from the next season of The Grind? What, done the first series over the first 60 days, 60 days. What is the plan for the next 60 days and what what do you think we will get to? So maybe it's just like, so I think one of the reasons why we've been able to do what we've done is because we've come at this with a pretty naive mindset, mm -hmm. which has made us be super inquisitive, want to fucking learn more. Yeah. And that naivety gives you the ability to think of the ideas that we have and approach it in a different way that everyone else yeah. in the industry is approaching it. I don't want us to lose that at yeah. all. And that's going to be hard. And I'm hoping in the next 66 days or in the next like fucking three months that yeah. we still retain that in some way, shape or form, because like 
the next six months are sure are going to be fucking like it's it's going to be a big six months yeah, and yeah. i think for me as i look up as as i look at what the next kind of chapter is i just hope that we retain as much of that naivety and as much of that inquisitiveness as possible because and the energy i think what we're bringing right now the energy level and the like do I said, you think it's sustainable though the energy levels I think when you're when you're being when you've got a, when you've got something that's so big and so consuming, your energy level is just there. Like I've been in this moment before, yeah. and only a few times in my life in the band when we first started, like doing the disrupt stuff and moving it, rated awards. You don't lose it because it's all you can think about. It's when you don't have it right that your energy levels drop. Yeah. Like I felt more. I'm getting up earlier and I'm going to bed later, but I feel like I've got more energy than I've ever had. I'm not sure whether it's you can keep the, that the momentum. I'm saying, but you have to keep the momentum up. Maybe not the energy, but there's going to be dips. For, for like the reason why you have a company and you have multiple people is at some point everyone's going to go. I'm tired. I need a break, and the rest of the people kick in. Like you look at the, what we just talked about. The moment that Matt had the Eureka moment idea, me pulling in Pete. You know, you organising the shit for us to get away. Like if we don't do those things as a like a team, you don't get. You can't keep the energy. So I think you know it's going to be up to us to to get the energy. And like I said, when you when you see it become come alive, that's going to give you more energy. I guess like. Yeah, I think, look, we're, we're just about to start adding layers to our startup onion. Yeah. You know, and although there's a small nucleus at the beginning with us, we're now going to start adding teams which bring more energy in and help take that nucleus and grow it because the only way that this is sustainable is if we have really good people in playing the positions that allow us just to keep growing and keep growing. And it's going to be... And, and this is what's going to be new for us because we're going to have to relinquish a lot of areas of the business and have really great people in. When we were running an agency, we didn't have to do that as much. You know, this is going to be a fundamentally different type of business. And, you know, when I, when I speak to people like other Nish, who's, you know, been a CEO of, of Secret Sales, and he's like, when you're a CEO, all you do is spend all your time fundraising rounds. He's like, I, I don't touch my business. It's like, I'm interested to see what the next evolution of uh, of Rebox looks like from our point of view because I think our roles are going to change. We might all split up and do different bits. What does that look like when we're actually building a product and we've got a product team? Like, how is this thing going to shape is going to be the next uh, bit of journey. And sharing that on the podcast is going to be really interesting because it's going to just yeah. completely evolve. And, um, and from my perspective, obviously, I'm not as product as Matt's going to be, but I think raising money for me is like a really interesting game that I'm kind of not getting. Well, it is a kind of like learning the strategic element of how to raise money, how to position yourself, investment decks, like going through that process for me is, is really interesting. And I'm really excited about that. And I'm excited about getting the right people involved with the investment money and the teams. So those two areas which have both never done, I've never done, are going to be, or we've never done, but are going to be really what, what I can, you know, hopefully help people with as we go through it because we're getting help from some amazing people. I'm just excited to have people on board that are energized by what we're doing. And like, I want investors in the business that like believe that this is a future step change. That people like Pete who go, this is the future. That, that energy from them is what we're going to have to feed off of. And I think we just need to not lose sight. My biggest thing that I want to probably leave my, my statement with is to not lose sight of the big idea. To not lose sight of your North Star. And if you want to change the world, then you can go out and fucking do it. Absolutely. But only you can do it. And you have to get the people around you that believe you can do it. And I think now this has gone from doing a business about e-com to a business that can change the world. And that's what I'm excited about. That's what we're here to do. We're here to change the world. If you're not here to leave an impact, what, what are you going to leave? to round up on that that was a great great talk series one's been incredible thank you 
for, for all being there, I just want to say thank you. I can't believe listening. you series stamped it. I didn't, I didn't even realise we were going into it. Yeah, series one, man. We've done, we've done 11 episodes, it's like 12 episodes. Series one's out, series two, The Grind. Keep following us on the journey. Keep following us on social media. Um, at Branchpreneur. Rate and like the podcast. Yes. Somebody, please. Yeah. All of you 10 listeners. I don't know how many guys are listening to this. We've not even looked at the stats. Because... You know, we're not here for the numbers. We're not here for the vanity, vanity metrics. This is therapy. We just want to make our lives better and we want to help you guys if we can. See you next series. See ya. Yes, people. Thanks for blessing us with your ears. Tell us what you think. Keep us in the loop. We'd love to get your stories, questions and any topics you want us to discuss. Make sure you hit us up and leave a review on the podcast and we'll see you next week. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax with their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs. You can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax. With their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs, you can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.